Blog Talk Radio.
and it has to be a collective body to teach. So we have got basically our part and it be the elders and the teachers to get the fathers prepared to show the mothers and the mothers to show the children exactly how important this thing is because after that it comes up atonement. What why why is atonement after that? Because all the blood that was shed. You know, according to Revelation chapter twenty, verse fourteen on verse twenty, the blood gonna be up to the horses bridle in Revelation for two hundred miles. It's gonna be two hundred miles. So um Let's see if we can get going on. Uh, Mother E and Mother V have came on stage. So you see uh, they wasn't locked out. So I, so I guess if they wasn't locked out, we'll bring them mothers on and we'll see if we can get going on top part of Saturday. Very important. This, this time tomorrow night is very important. And remember, don't let your feelings get in the way, especially if you're in leadership. Of the six and nine count. Make sure you got scriptures prepared to show what this day is all about. We'll get we'll get a trial run on it by looking see we bring Mother in on the top part of Sabbath day and see it's Mother E. Well, we know Mother E always read on that microphone, and Mother Z will be giving a commentary. But right now. She's going to be needed to throw off some scriptures right now. But one thing about it, you know, we got to get in where we fit in at. You know, but you have to know how to maneuver your body. Let's see what touch on that. Let's see if we can get moldy. Let's see which way the spirit of Yahweh do with top part of Saturday. But I'm very concerned about the six anointed camps to make sure you prepare to teach. Teach like you never taught before about the true meaning of the war of blowing trumpets. We'll talk about it a little bit. Let's see if we bring Mother in and Mother in on the top part of the cell. Then we might throw something on the table. We don't know. We just right, bring the Mother in. We just see this way it goes. And remember one thing: we gotta make, we gotta step up to the plate. We gotta get in where we fit in at. Whatever you fit in at. Get in. Because I'm telling you something. This ministry is going to tell you exactly what you need to know. It's up to you to deal with it. And we got a memo saying, see, you touched on yesterday about the origin of purple. Can you expound on a little bit more Latter-day Saints saying that? And the Roman Catholic Church. Would you expound on what do you mean by Purple and red come from saving the devil. Listen to the Roman Catholic Church out of New York and Latter-day Saints out of Utah saying, what do I mean by that? What do you mean? What I mean by that? I, I'm saying, the seer not anti-anybody. I mean, everything the seer do, he got no animosity against nobody. You know, but my job as the seer, which is the man of Yahweh, is to show you what the Bible is saying. That's it. And the way he gives it to me, that's the way I'm going to do it. Deal with it. 
So we'll bring mother in. We'll touch on all we done was comment on some verses. Let's see bring mother in. Hey, mother in. One of the most out of Camp One getting ready for that uh, big day tomorrow, this time tomorrow night. And uh, so, Mother E, one of the most out of Camp One. Y'all will be there. I'll see you right. Y'all will be Israel. I'll see you right. Hallelujah. All right. Hallelujah, Mother. Well, Mother, you know, them big camps, they're not a big organization. They they saying actually still, what do we mean by purple and red? The origin comes from saving the devil. Because um somebody wears purple and red and they be all over the place with it purple and red. I don't know, mother, we might touch on a little bit of that. So um hallelujah. How about Mother Z? Hey Mother Z, are you around right now to harm and find the phone? Not okay, now. Not now. All right. Hallelujah. Well, we know one thing. Mother Z is, is always got some Yahweh on her mind. And that's the game changer. See, you got to lead by example. So, Mother, we're going to explain to the Roman Catholic Church out of New York and Latter-day Saints out of Utah headquarters, what do we, what do we mean by purple, and red, the origin of it, they come from Satan the devil. You want me to go back over it again? Latter-day Saints out of Utah? I will. I mean, got the time. So I guess I'll do that. So, Mother, take a look at Mother Luke, chapter 12, verse 12. You know the reason why we said Luke 12, 12? Because we always want our Yahweh to be head the left. See, we we not anti anybody. We just know that our mission is to wake up the twelve tribes of Israel that is scattered, and to, to let them know that their history have been hid from them, just like the history has been hid on what Pope Nicholas V did in 1441. See, we don't know what Pope Nicholas V, the Roman Catholic Church did. Roman Catholic Church is the author of the Atlantic slave trade. But the Atlantic slave trade was when you go in on Google and pull up pull up um Pope Nicholas the and and put in his famous paper bull. That's mean an executive order. What was his order? His order was Portugal and Spain, which was the Christian. He said, you Christian, I want you to convert Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon into Christians. If they don't, I want you to kill them, take them to slavery. <laughs> now, what do you got out of the coming? I'm going to give you the new world. How you gonna give something that you own? But you had just that much punk to say you gonna give them the new world, which you call America, which ten one tribes already at. You gave them, told them y'all had that and Brazil. They put a carrot before Portugal and Spain. So understand one thing: if you are a Catholic, 
and you are a bloodline Israelite, shame on you by not knowing your history. Your both fathers and mothers died not to be a Christian. They kids were taken from them and taken to St. Thomas, um, three, four locations. The parents of these kids want to see their kids so bad, they told them, we will convert to be a Christian if you never see our kids again. Okay. Well, that's the reason. Then they found out they said they were going to do it, and some of them done it. But when you do the history, you know the most bloody religion it is is the Roman Catholic Church. That is the most bloody religion it is. Yo, when you, when if you be around, and when he wake up the dead, and you hear the stories that they gonna tell you about how they done everything they can to be nowhere near being a Christian. You got history where that the mothers, when they knew that their kids could be taken from them to be a Christian. Killed them themselves. They killed the kids themselves. You see that? And now, majority of us is Christians. That's because we've been taught wrong. That's why we take our time humble and come on this broadcast six nights a week to let you know. Rome, the Roman Catholic Church, is the one authorized to slave trade. They said, take you to Perpetual slavery if you don't convert to Christianity. Look it up. Look at the previous. Look up. Pope Nicholas V and his paper bull. His famous paper bull. And just read a little bit. But the Pope, the Roman Catholic Church, is authorized and got a king over them called Satan the Devil. So those that is a Roman Catholic. If you do a little homework, you'll run so fast about it and, and try to check, get some of your money back. So like I said, we come humble. That's why we come to, but the whole thing was to, they weren't worried about the Hamites. They weren't worried about the Arabs. They knew it was one people they had to turn into a perpetual slavery. You, Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon. The other nine tribes was already over in America. Christopher Columbus came here. It was nine tribes. And they weren't speaking Spanish. They were speaking Hebrew, proper Semitic. But when they were taken back to Portugal and Spain, that's when they learned the language called Spanish from the Spaniards. I mean, what can we say? We come humble. But if you a Roman Catholic Church member, shame on you. You need to know your history. And all you do is raise your phone, just put in Pope Nicholas V, famous bull. W- what that means? And he'll tell you. And, and you read for yourself. Then do your research. And you'd be surprised. How much Satan got their hand on a Roman Catholic church? Look at the Roman. You see how New York, 
spirit, you know we got the power to cut you off. Yeah, what? God said it. You know, if you cut me off, that's what can I say? You know, I think I'll tell you the way it is. Look at you. You know your history. You have, you got the bloodiest religion in it. And Islam is number two. Hey, Marie, what it says in uh, Luke chapter 20, verse 1 and 2, what it say? Luke chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Well, make it 12, make it 12, Moses. <laughs> make it 12, 12. Thank you, Moses. You, you, you straighten me up. Make it 12. Luke, Luke chapter 12, verse 12 reads, uh-huh. For the righteous spirit shall teach you in the same hour which you ought to say. That's right. That's right, Moses. The right of spirit will teach you, Moses. But, you know, the Almighty said something, Moses. He told Jeremiah in the seventh chapter, Moses. Let's see, no, in the fifth chapter. Let's see what he told Jeremiah spirit. You know, he told Jeremiah something. Listen to what he says in Jeremiah chapter 5. And we're going to look at 1, 2, and 7. Let's see what he says in 1, 2, and 7. Jeremiah, we open up the top part of 7. Remember, all the camps, they're ready to go. So listen. When, if you were sitting 70 miles, and we got another memo saying, Spear, what about... I want you to wear my fringes, but I don't know who can make them. We got tailors in every congregation. Where are you close to, call it the international line, 224-600-5579. If you don't wear clothes within 70 miles, that's like the camp one. We got a tailor called the Elvis. He makes all the fringes, I mean, you know, the audio fringes. Ribbon of booty order that. But he makes your garments. He makes everything that you need to wear. So get in contact with two two four six zero zero five five seven nine. Because one thing about it, do you know you know your garments is very important once you know who you are. Look what I uh, hold that part, mother. Look what Yahweh called the garments, mother. And Isaiah fifty two. So the garment, the royal blue, not the purple and red. We'll take that purple and red in a minute. But this is what he says in Isaiah 52 to the nation of Israel in 700 B.C. Now, this, this, let's read what he says in Isaiah 52, pick a verse 1 down to verse 3. Let's see what he says. Let's, let's take a look at that, Mother, real quick. The book of Isaiah chapter 52, verse 1 to 6. Verse 1 to Hey, hey, mother, one down to verse three. Let's do one down to verse three and verse seven. Okay. One, two, three, and seven. What's that say? Isaiah or Jeremiah? Look at Isaiah. Isaiah 52, one, two, three, and verse seven. Let's take a look at something while we, you know, <laughs> you know, we just trying to tell you that you don't have to get this right. If you don't get it right, you're going to pay the, a gruesome price in the end. Let's see what it says in Isaiah 52, verse 1, 2, 3, and verse 7. What does it say there, Mother? Isaiah chapter 52, 
verse 1, 2, 3, and verse 7. Verse 1, away, away, put on their strength, O Yachad Judas. Put on their beautiful garments, O Yachad Judas, the righteous city. For henceforth, there shall no more come unto thee the uncircumcised and the unclean. Verse 2, shake thyself from the dust, arise and sit down, O Yachad Judas. Loose thyself from the band of thy name, O captain, daughter of Yachad Judah. Verse 3. For thus said the Yahweh, ye have sold yourself for now, and you shall be redeemed without money. Verse 7. How brutal, how beautiful upon the mountain are the feet of him that bring a good tide, the public peace that bring a good tidings of good of good, that public salvation that said unto Yahweh Jesus, that Yahweh that's good enough, mother. So, so what he's saying to Judah, you understand, Judah is one you call today the Negro tribe. The one got all the derogatory statements that were prophesied to happen to you, Judah. Uh, mother, it was prophesied in 2837. This was going to happen to Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon. That's this is going to happen then. What was prophesied to happen to him in Deuteronomy 28:37? The book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28, verse 37. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 37 reads, And thou shalt become an astonishment, a proverb, and a byword among all nations, whether the Yahweh shall lead thee. You see that? You see, you're going to be a byword in the Proverbs or where Yahweh is going to lead you. Remember, you became African Americans in the, in the 1980s. Jesse Jackson and Loretta Stock King is the one who went down and, and kicked him for you down and changed a whole people into African uh, Americans. So if you was, if you was, um, Born before the 1980s. That's when that came in. In the 1980s, you came up African American. You became two continents. You became two continents. And that's what Jesse Jackson and his digging terrorists and, and Coretta Scott King went down and boycott tickets and everything they can to get you to change to uh, from. What Negro, black, and all that to African Americans. Now look, now look at that disservice happening here. You know how the disservice. That was, now see that was a a, a big time disservice because you are the children of Israel. You are members of the twelve tribes of Israel. You're not African, huh? 
you are Israelite in America. You are Israelite in America. You know, so in stolen land. You've been stolen land. This land been stolen. It was stolen from the northern kingdom by Christopher Columbus and uh, Cortez. They shot it. They put it in your mouth. Took over your land. And then it brought the floodgates in from all over parts of Europe. Because they were over there in the Vatican land. And that was stolen land too. See this man that you follow behind, he got a bloody history. That's why he tell you, you don't need nothing to do with the left side of the book no more. Just talk on the right side. You know why they want you? They know, you know why they don't want you to keep searching this Bible? Because you're going to find out that Esau got the bloodiest history on whooping you in every generation. But now, everybody get along. But but do you, do you know, Yahweh said something, and I, I, I'm going to touch on the, the garments of Latter-day Saints. I'm going to touch on that in a minute about the color purple. But remember one thing. We know it's y'all radio station, but we got to, the way he's getting to me, that's what we talk. So now, what I was just getting ready to say, Mother, what's my last words I was just getting ready to say? Before I was interrupting. I was in Deuteronomy 28.37. Okay, well, well, now it don't, it don't flip me. And I come from Isaiah 52, 1, 1 to 3 and 7. Okay. All right, well. Well, let me let me go let me go and take care of the Latter Day Saints, mother, and the uh, Roman Catholic Church out of New York. They won't know why I, I talked about the garment. No, I I just we just looked into the book. In the second book of Adam and Eve, mother, going to the second book of Adam and Eve, and this is what we quoted. Second book of Adam and Eve, verse 12 and 13. Listen at the conversation that's going on. Janu, his name is Janu. His name is Janu. You know, he was um, a very crappy young man. And he's done a lot of things on his own. So we, we, we um, <laughs> When you own your when you do things on your own a lot, mother, it's a price to pay. But let's talk about it in second book of Alamine, chapter twenty, verse twelve and thirteen. Let's read something and see what we what what do we get out of this. Verse number chapter twenty, verse twelve and thirteen. What is that, mother? Second book of Alamine, chapter twenty. Verses 12 and 13. Okay. Second book of Adam and Eve. Chapter 20. Verses 12 and 13. Oh, you said second book of Adam and Eve. 
second book of Adam and Eve, chapter 20. Second book of Adam and Eve, chapter 20, verses 12 and 13. Second book of Adam and Eve, chapter 20, verses 12 and verse 13. Verse 12 reads, But when the children of Seth heard the noise, they wondered and came by companions and stood in the top of the mountain to look at those below. And they did thus a whole year. Verse 13. When at the end of the year, Jensen saw that they were being won over to him little by little. Satan entered into him and taught him to make dye for garments of various colors, of various part patterns, and made him understand how to dye crimson and purple and what not. Now, now, mother, who got in, who got into Ganu? Did Yaquad get into him to tell him to make crimson and red? Who got into him? And this is this is the older blood. This is the older blood. This is way back on Cain descended. This is a, a king descendant. So now, mm-hmm. who got into him, Mother Dick? The Almighty Father and Son got in him, told him to do something. Who told him to make crimson, which is red, and purple? Who, who got into him, Yahweh or Satan? Satan entered to him. So Satan entered into him. And what does what did Satan teach your mother? So what did what did Satan learn him to do? To die. To make die. To to do what? Um, to make dying stuff. To make dying stuff. Garment. Yeah, yeah, okay. Dyed garments. What color dyed garments? According to verse 13. What color? Red and purple. And what? Red. So, and what? And what? So, now, who is the author? So, mother, according to that verse, who is the author of bringing in purple and red according to verse 13? So, who behind purple and red, the origin of purple and red, it comes from who? Coming from Satan. Come from Satan, the devil. The day of the day. So now, a lot of day saints out of Utah, in the Roman Catholic Church out of New York. So the author, the beginning of the garments being red, 
and purple, the ideal was put in in the sentence of Canaan by Satan the devil, and he sent one of his minions down there and showed him how to work it out. Yeah. Just like we read that Yahweh sent an angel down there to work out the corn and show him how to make corn into bread. See, Yahweh's hand was in that. Yahweh's hand was in that. Showed him how to, how to make corn into bread. You know, Bob, you know that right now, give you a, give you a nice soft corn up, put that rolling pin on it, get all that juice into a, a pan and put it in the oven and bake some nice bread. I still like to, I still like to taste one, look at that one, one day real soon. So that's what it, that's, that's, that's the bread that, that, that Yahweh taught to make that kind of bread. See? So you see, you want to make sure what you're doing that, that the Almighty hand is in. That's the game changer. Now we found out that the Almighty's hand was in telling Isaiah the fear to go tell the children of Israel to put on their strength. See, Yahweh going to watch you and your strength. He said, put on their strength. What was the strength? The beautiful garment. And the children of Israel got a name on them called Seed Warrior. So now if they Seed Warrior, what color garment is Seed Warrior? What color warrior in? See now, what color is warrior? Is there any such color is a warrior red or warrior purple? What color is warrior? Hey, hey, mother, can you go see out in the math mode? What color is warrior? According um, to warrior. What color is warrior? The only one I know is uh, blue. Only color is warrior is blue. That is royal color. And that's the reason why we wear royal blue garments, because that's the only royal color it is, is blue. No, we don't wear red garments. We don't wear purple garments, because we got the history on the red color. So, now those that want to, you know, you go to Amazon and you can order your fringes, and we got a a trailer, and you can bring your bring your stuff to camp one, two, three, four, five, six. They got they can make your garments for you. Make you out and see what you need. Because he tell you put on your strength, and your strength is your garment. So if he tell you put on your strength, which is your garment, why are you why are you paying him no never mind? Now, in verse eight, mother and 52 verse 8. Can you help me out? Go back to 52 verse 8 of Isaiah. 52 verse 8. What do that say? The book of Isaiah, chapter 52. Uh, verse 8. Isaiah, chapter 52, verse 8. They watchmen shall lift up the voice with the voice together, 
shall they sing, for they shall see eye to eye, when the Yahweh shall reign again. Yahweh Jesus. But so, so, mother, for the return of Yahweh Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon, that means they have to see what kind of way, mother, according to that verse, what kind of way that your vision got to be? According to that verse. Add to add. You know that. Now, we got to see, that's a, see, you got this. When you see an eye to eye, then you will say, well, whatever the Bible tells us to do, that's what we do. So that's when you that's when Yahweh is gonna start peeping the Almighty wanna start peeping at his people once they see eye to eye. You gotta see eye to eye about this thing. Okay? Now once you start seeing eye to eye, you understand that the Sabbath day is the only blessed day in the Bible. The only blessed day in the Bible is the is the Sabbath day. No other day. For your first job, uh, working as an intern with Will Smith, you say to them, look, I have to have the Sabbath off, which may I just confess that I learned in my first meeting with Devon, all these years I thought the Sabbath was Sunday. I've been going to church. We say worship on the Sabbath, worship on the Sabbath in the Baptist church. And you corrected me. You said, no, Sunday is the first day of the week. Sabbath is Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. That's right. That's right. I stand corrected. (laughs) Amen. So you go to your first job with Will Smith and say, look, I'm really excited to be here, but I have to have Friday. Friday night sundown, Saturday night sundown off. The Bible telling us what we're supposed to do. Oprah Winfrey, a billionaire, she came clean and she said all her life she's been going to, to worship on Sunday. And she, and she said, I'm saying correction. But I've been corrected. What about you? Are you been, are you, are you been corrected? Talking to the national Are you been corrected? I mean, the man is telling you, you you're serving him wrong, and you'll get the reward of being wrong, and that's why he he got to stand. Let me get back to WCC. See, what you what you finish up can do some precepts on that perfect garment. Okay. Uh, let's go to the seventeen chapter. Let's let's see who who famous who got the famous. Wear of the purples and scarlet. Who is the author and who's doing it right now? Purple, now we be clear that red and purple came from Satan to man, the Canaanite. We're clear about that. We got the origin of it, and that's before the flood. Satan got into canoe and taught him how to do the purple garment and red. Now let's see who picked. What organization picked up on that and running with it today? Going to the 17th chapter of Revelation, verse one. Let's see. Let's see who wears that. With, I mean, don't even blush about it. In the 17th chapter of Revelation, entire prophecy. Let's see who wears purple and red, and and don't even blush behind it. 17, verse one, down to verse five. Let's see the demo. 
Book of Revelation, chapter 17, verse 1 to 5. Revelation, chapter 17, verse 1. And there came one of the seven ministering spirits, which had the seven vows, and talked with me, said unto me, Come hither, I will show unto thee the judgment of the great whore that sitteth upon many waters. Verse 2. With whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunken with the wine of her fornication. Verse 3. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sitting upon a scarlet color beast, full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns.
on every king and every president to be inaugurated real nice. They got to come to Rome, and what they do? Fall on their knees and kiss the Pope ring, don't they? And he'll eat brush about it. He just throw that ring out, and you kiss that ring, and then he'll take you to the back room and show you the black Madonna and uh, the black baby. And then they take you back out and show you white man Jesus. They'll moderate you real good. Yeah. Now, verse 4, mother, let's see what verse 4 says. Now, this is the end time prophecy. Now, read verse 4 and let me comment on verse 4, mother. What does it say? Verse 4. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand full of abomination and filthiness of her fornication. Hold that, mother. Now, wait a minute. Now, look, you got a whole lot in that, mother. Now, wait a minute. The woman was arrayed in purple. Mm-hmm. This woman was arrayed in purple now. And scarlet color. What color is scarlet color, mother? Scarlet color. Red. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Mosey. Red. And with a golden and precious stone and a pearl and having a golden cup. Have you ever, Mosey, have y'all ever tuned into the Catholic work? If you ever tuned into the Catholic network, you would see them walk around with a golden cup in their hand. They got a golden cup in, in their hand. In that cup, they they big digger there that that golden cup in their hand. But the Almighty said that that golden cup in their hand is full of what, mother? What he said in that cup. Now you watch the real cup. Now we're trying to edify those that got in here. That golden cup, according to the angel from heaven, from the Son and the Father, to that golden cup is in their hand. Is what is it's full of what, mother? According to verse four, mm-hmm. what is full of? No, hold on, mother, hold on, hold on, mother. We let the Bible speak. You say now, look at the fourth line. They gonna say, it said, having a golden cup in her hand, full of what? According to the bottom of verse four, full of what? Full of abomination and filthiness and, of fornication. Oh, now you see that? So now, so when you watch any network of the Roman Catholic Church, and they're going to always bring that golden cup out. Now you know what y'all think about that golden cup. That golden cup in their hand is full of abomination, filthiness, and, and her fornication. But the fornication that you're talking about is, um, Mother, I hear Mother Z. So, Mother Z, can you have to see uh, what, what is, what are you talking about? And, um, what this fornication is full of, Mother? In the second book, let's see, can we, um, let's go to Wisdom Solomon, Mother. We want to see what the, what the, what the, Bible say that that fornication is full of. We're going to Wisdom of Solomon 16, verse 12. 
No. Not not 16, verse 12. No, I'm all over the place, mother. I'm all over the place. So uh, I'm, it's not 16, verse 12. It's like about... Uh, it's not 16, verse 12. Mother. It's... Um, it's 14 verse 12. Thank you. Thank you, that Mosey. It's 14 verse 12. Let's see what what he says now in 17 verse 4. Full of abomination and filthiness of her fornication. That's that golden cup. What they talked about, because first thing I mind, I mind go colonel. We think about the twenty sheep. That ain't what it's talking about. We go we're gonna precept the thing to talk about. Hey Mother Z. Hey Mother Z, y'all probably be there me right. Yahweh bless and keep you. See uh see Israel of see Raya. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sound powerful, Mother Sound. All right, you really in that microphone, that's a great thing. Uh, 14 verse 12 of Wisdom of Solomon. Can you have to see how, what is this fornication they're talking about? And 14 verse 12 of Wisdom of Solomon. The Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 14, verse 12. Verse 12. For, for the dividing of olives was the beginning beginning of spiritual fornication and wait, wait, wait. the... Oh, oh, oh. Hold on, what, what kind of fornication uh, in that cup? What kind of cup? What's in that cup? What? Spiritual, spiritual fornication. Oh, spiritual fornication. That was in that cup. Spiritual fornication because you really believe that the Roman Catholic Church, by being the vicar of the call Christ, is Papa, is the Father that got direct contact with the Almighty today. We really believe that. We really believe that. No, theory. According to the Bible, that golden cup that you that, that they pass around. And every broadcast of them guys they, they need, the Almighty told John that is spiritual fornication. Because in that cup is um it's blasphemy. It's blasphemy in that cup. It's spiritual because you really think the Pope is led by the mighty one that's in heaven. You really think that, but the Pope is led by Satan, the devil, and it started in 1441 by who? Nicholas V. Pull him up and put up his famous paper bull. That organization is the most bloodiest religion in Israel, and they want had you either convert to be a Christian or kill or put you in perpetual slavery as you are today in the blank. 
Okay, do it. Now, Mother, in 17, verse 5, look at the Catholic Church in New York, says, Dear, we want to cut you off so bad, but we got to listen a little bit more. Okay, do it. Verse 5, 17, verse 5. The book of Revelation, chapter 17, verse 5. And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery Babylon, the Great, the mother of Harlot, and abomination of the earth. You mean the Bible said that, mother? You mean the angel told John that this purple and gold organization it's gonna be a mystery. You know how it's gonna be a mystery? Because we really gonna we really gonna go out our way to get in this organization. Not knowing the history of the most bloody religion it is, is the Roman Catholic Church. And what blood they shed was your blood. Your fathers and mothers. Your forefathers and mothers. That's who blood they shed it. See, right? They had Portugal and Spain to take you on ship to four locations, your young children. Huh? Read the history of the most bloody religion it is in the Roman Catholic Church. And he's telling John to put it in right, but nobody's going to read none of it. But guess what? We'll read it on the way of reading something. Ain't going to take care of the purple, too. So now we know what color they wear. Purple and red. It's a mystery. You know, it's a mystery to those that's in the organization. Because they, they just can't believe it. But here it is right here in 17 verse 5. And upon her forehead, I mean in her brain, was a name written. Mystery Babylon. The great. The mother of Hollis. And the abomination of the earth. He said this, this purple and red group that where they are a abomination to the earth. <laughs> said, now, listen, if you got a loved one that's in this organization, you catch them off balance and blackjack them with something and pull them out to save their life. I mean, hit them with something and drag them about there. This is... <laughs> That we both do. He said, why you blackjack me and, and, and pistol with my head? Because I'm trying to save your life. This is the most bloody religion it is. The Roman Catholic Church started in 1441, and I put the document for you to read it. Pope Mississippi, famous paper board. And just read it for yourself. He put you... The African-American Negro, which was Judah Benjamin Levi Simeon, and perpetual slavery in the mind. And he said, listen, now they call this mystery Babylon, the mother of Hollis, and a bombing of earth. But wait a minute. They say in this cup, they say in this cup, they had a was, I mean, for it was a name written, a mystery name. So we're going to identify the mystery name was in the cup. Now, we could identify, now, just remember, this is John writing in 96 AD. 
Now, John said it's going to be a mystery name because this name didn't, didn't exist. It didn't exist back in the Bible time. This name didn't even exist. So, but when you see this name, read the name exactly where it is because this is a mystery that John was shown that they're going to have a name in this cup of the present day. There was nowhere written in the Bible, nowhere. His name didn't come into place until the 1700s, until they produced the letter J. Name didn't even exist. You pull your computer, when the letter J introduced, and to the English language, you got from the 15 to the 1700s. You can go either way you want to go. It was between the 15 and 1700s. The letter J come from the I, come from the Y. So this name, John, is getting ready to be introduced by the angel. Because y'all understand something about Yahweh's business. Hey, Mother E, Mother Z. In Isaiah 46, can you read verse 9 and 10 from this? We got we to gotta understand about Yahweh's business. We got to know about his business. Listen to his business in Isaiah 46, verse 9 and 10. That's all I need, Moses. Let's talk about his business in 46 chapter, verse 9 and 10. What he told Isaiah to say to write. Come on. Isaiah chapter 46, verse 9 and 10. Verse 9. Remember the former things of old, for I am Yahweh, and there is no other, none else. I, I, I am Yahweh, and there is none like me. Verse ten, declaring the end from the beginning, and from, and from ancient times, the things that are not yet done. Said, my comfort shall. Stand, and I will do all my pleasure. You hear that, mother? He called the end from the beginning. So this man got that kind of power. He called the end from the beginning. So he already know who will step up to the plate and take care of y'all while being you did that. You know the one that's going to sit behind the curtain and peep and, and backbite, murmur, and complain. He know them too. He know it all. So he let John know that I called it in from the beginning. I already know about this organization coming, John. But I want you to get to the seventh congregation that's in Asia and prepare them for it. And that's why you is in the penitentiary and prison to, to not to be disturbed and to write all that good stuff down. Yeah? That's why John was in prison. So sometimes he puts you he puts you off in places that you don't want to be at to do some things that you don't want that 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 because he can't get your attention. You might be bogged down with your better half or somebody. So so when you bog down with your better half or and uh you you forget to do Yahweh's business, he has to remind you that his business is number one, especially if you're in leadership. You cannot let nobody interfere with you 
not doing his business first. Then whatever after that, you take care of that. But I always take care of y'all wild business now. So John was in the Isle of Pablo. And matter of fact, um, I, I got to get a precept on that, uh, Mother E. I got to get a precept. Let me, let me show you. I'm going to show you how y'all are This man right here is dangerous. That's why you got to understand something in 24th chapter of Ezekiel, Mother. I got to get a precept on that. I need a precept on the 24th chapter. Now, Ezekiel is, is, this, is this here. But look, look what he says he's going to do to the seer. And the seer means a man, a man of Yahweh. And the 24th chapter, mother, can you pick up the verse 15? Ezekiel chapter 24, verse 15. Verse 15. Read. What, hold that part, mother. Hold that part. Read 14 just to make it sound good. Let's see what he said in verse 14, 24, 14. I just want to see, make it sound good. Ezekiel 24, 14. What did it say? The book of Ezekiel, chapter 24, verse 14. I, the Yahweh, have spoken it. It shall come to pass, and I will do it. I will not go back. Neither will I spare. Neither will I repent. According to the ways, and according to the doing, and according to your doing, shall they judge the the Yahweh. All right, hold that part. Hold that part, mother. So, so Yahweh, so he'll watch you. He'll watch you. He always follow the leadership. He said, "I'm not going to repent." On what I'm getting ready to do, he's telling Ezekiel, he's, I'm, he's, he's, I, I, I'm not going to repent. Oh, now, Ezekiel thinking, man, what's he talking about? What you getting ready to do? That uh, he say, and he's not going to repent. Now, Dolly told Ezekiel, he puts on his mind, the seer, the man of Yahweh, puts him on his mind. What he say in verse 15 and 16, mother? Verse 15. Also, Word of Yahweh come unto me, saying, 16, Son of man, behold, I take away from thee the desire of thine eyes with the stroke. Yea, neither shall thou mourn nor weep, neither shall thy tears run down. Sabbath, he said now, he said, I'm not going to repent. He said, Ezekiel, sincere. I'm going to take away from you the desires of your eyes. What, what is, what is, I'm talking to the, in the master side or 9,000 songs, what is the desire of your eyes? He said, he tells the seer, he always stop in the top. He said, Ezekiel, I'm going to take away, see, you might have desires of your money, your family. You might have the desires of a pretty car. You might have the desires of, you know, things of worldly. He said, Ezekiel, the seal, I'm getting ready to take away the desires of your eyes with a stroke. He said, you better not mourn, nor weep. Neither shit a tear run down. He said, you better not even show me a sign of a tear. 
Now you know Ezekiel, see he God, oh, that's big talking. Desires and desires. So I, let's find out what is the desires of the fear's eyes. And Yahweh still talking to him in verse 17. What is what is telling him in 17 now, mother? One verse 17. One verse 17. Now, same book, 27, verse 17. Now, the Almighty still talking to the seer. What are you telling me in verse 17? 24, 17. Ezekiel 24, verse 17. Forbear to cry. Make no mourning for the dead. Blind, blinded, tied upon head upon thee, and put on their shoes upon their feet, and cover not their lips, and eat not the bread of men. Okay, good. Of men. Don't eat the bread of men. He said, well, I put on your metri, put your metri on your head, uh, put on your uh, sandals, and you know, you, you know he, he had his fringes on, period. Okay, good. So Yahweh told him, look here. He said, well, bad or cry, get yourself together, and get on down to the temple of Yahweh and buy them over here and get in their heads. Now, let's see what happened in verse 18. Let's see the Bible say what happened in verse 18. Verse 18. So I stay unto the people in the morning and at evening. My wife died. And I hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What, what? Who was the desires of his eyes? My wife. So who was the, who was the desire of his eyes? So according to verse 18. We say, I'm going to take away, well, hold on, in verse 16 it says, Son of man, behold, take away from thee the desires of your eyes with a stroke. Yet neither shall thy mourn or weep, neither shall tears run down their eyes. Now he didn't know what, what he was talking about, but now we just find out who was the desires of his eyes in verse 18. Now read again, Mother from Mass Norton. Who was the desires of Ezekiel's eyes in verse 18? So I speak unto the people. Ezekiel chapter 24, verse 18. So I speak unto the people in the morning and at evening. My wife died, and I, and I did in the morning as I was commanded. So who was the who was desires of his eyes? Who was his desires of the the man of Yahweh to be his eyes. Who was his desires of his eyes? Okay. Uh, what I'm getting is my understanding is his wife. Well, um, what, what do the, the Bible says? Um, I'm going to take away the desires of your eyes and find out in 18. I mean, plainly, um, what? You, know, you know, we can read. St. John 3, Rebel, we speak what we know. We look at Red Church, making claims that he spoke to the people in the morning and that evening his wife died. 
so plainly desire the desire of his wife. The desires of his eyes were his wife. That's what I said. Yeah, I know, but you got to say it boldly and bring it out. So, <laughs> the desire of his eyes is his wife. And Yahweh says, since you in leadership, you are sincere. I'm going to take away the desire of your eyes, and I'm not going to repent. See, what this man trying to tell you, Ezekiel was assigned to tell the elders when he sees the elders, Exactly, the Yahweh mean business. He just killed my wife. Now I got to stand before y'all and deliver the knockout blow in the word of Yahweh. The man just killed my wife. Now you know. Now you supposed to be the corner of what crying and how Yahweh said you better not even cry. Cause you gotta understand something. This is big business. That's what we keep telling you about. What this man's saying. This is big business. This man got a timeline. On you stepping to the plate because he don't put up, he don't put something on you, mother. In Second Corinthians, he don't put something on us already. And we need to know these things. What he got written in Second Corinthians five verse twenty. See, just like the business of the top part of the seven days, bottom part of this is Yahweh's time. We got to give it all we got in Yahweh's time. This man is getting ready to turn the light out for his time. And the seal know it. You know why he, you know why he, the seal know about it? I'll read that, Mother E. Hey, Mother E, read me 10 verse 7 of uh, Revelation. See, what we trying to tell you, that Yahweh, the timeline is, um, I got to put it right there. Right out there, too. Hold that point. Uh, Mother E, read me Matthew 24. Go to Matthew 24. Let me show you, show you where we're at. I'm going to show you where we're at right now, according to the Bible. We're going to show you where we're at right now, according to the Bible. See, whatever your desires is, your desire can be your money. Your desire can be your uh, brother, sister, mama, nephew, cousin, they might be desired in your eyes. But don't let nothing get in the way of taking care of Yahweh's business. Keep his business first. Don't let no desires in your eyes put Yahweh as an afterburner. That's what he's saying. Now, Yahweh is making a statement, mother. Where he is. He will make a statement. And verse number 2433. What he says yes. is, yeah, 2433 down to verse 35. Take your time and, and step the mass in order to understand about this man. In 24th chapter, here, are uh, you going to talk about the purpose? Yeah, I'm going to get back on that Roman Catholic Church in a minute. But I want to talk about this right here. 24th chapter. Verse 33 to 35, what it say? 33 to 35. Yeah, okay. what it say in Matthew 24, 33, 34, and 35, what it say, Mother? The book of Matthew, chapter 24, verses 33 to 35, verse 33. 
So likewise, you, when you shall see all these things, know that it is near, even at the door. 34. Truly I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. 35. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. So, Mother, how close is Yahweh returning according to verse 33? How close is that? Verse 33. At the door. Even at the now, door. Okay, if you cooking, if you cooking in the kitchen and you need your doorbell ring or knock on your door, how close is that person? Is that the door? Yes, mother. So Yahweh letting you know two thousand years ago, that's how close he at the door. Two thousand years ago. He said, I'm just that close, I'm at the door. The man get ready, that's why it's so important to understand something. This feast day that's come up tomorrow night, that is the gathering of everything that's been said, that is the gathering of those that's going to pull a rabbit out of here. Our mother, go to the 25th chapter. Let's read it. Yes, same book, Matthew 25, verse number 31. Let's read a little bit. Read down to verse 34. Listen, listen, listen to this. See, this is memo. We teach spirit led from Yahweh. I thought we're going to take care of the purple and the minutes for the latter day thing. We're going to do that. So let's get a little bit out of the way first. Matthew 25, verse 31 to 34. What is that? Book of Matthew, chapter 25, verse 31 to 34. Verse 31. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the righteous ministers and spirits with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his honor. 32. And before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from the another, as a shepherd divided his sheep from the goat, 33. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goat on the left, 34. Then shall the king say unto them, on his right hand, come, come you, blessed of my father, inherit me. Thirty-four. Then shall the king say unto them, on his right hand, come you, blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom, prepare for you from the foundation of the world. Well, but wait a minute, Moses. Wait a minute, Moses. You mean the women, the kingdom? I thought we were going to be raptured away. I thought it was going to be a three-year rapture. We going up, up. That's, that's what the Roman Catholic Church teach. 
that we're going to leave here. Wait a minute. That was a Christian church to teach. But we just read that he going to do what in verse 31, mother? Okay. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory. Stop it there. Glory. Stop it there. When, when the Son of Man comes in his glory. He's going to come. He's going to come. Where you at right now, he's going to come where you at. You're not going wait. If, if you're going to be taken away somewhere in space somewhere, he just sit up, sit there, wait on you, just to bring you up there. No, no, that's Christianity. Nationality. That's Christianity. That's paganism. You're not leaving here. He's coming to do his business, and the kingdom is on earth. I got to get a preach up on that. Uh, Mother Z, help me out on that. Okay, okay, Mother Eagle, give me Deuteronomy chapter 11. I mean, listen, we come humble. Understand one thing. Anybody teach about you leaving you, that is not the Bible. That's not the Bible. That is uh, paganism. Let's see the 11th chapter, verse 21. And, and all way you'll be doing is that of the young block. If you got still a you're not gonna be able to do none of this. But you see the seer do and the elders do and teachers do, you must be trained to understand you you can't go to none of these movie Bible institutions, none of these religious places and learn what you learn from the six anointed camps of Boss Jewish life. You're not gonna learn. You're not gonna learn. They cannot they, they're not gonna preach up the Bible. They're gonna tell you a lovely story. And you will go with it just like what that statement is, come as you are. You find out that ain't even biblical. That's coming from me. <laughs> now, uh, the 11th chapter, verse 21. Read that, mother. Let's see what it says in Deuteronomy 11, 21. The book of Deuteronomy, chapter 11, yeah. verse 21. Hey, mother. Hey, mother. We're going to find where heaven is. Where, heaven, where your heaven going to be at. We're going to find out right now. Level 21. Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 21. That your day may be multiplied and the day of your children in the land which Yahweh swears unto your father to give them as the day of heaven upon the earth. The day, the day of, of heaven as well? Upon the earth. That's where your heaven is at. Your heaven is right here. It's hell to you now because of how you'll put yourself in a position. But one day it will be heaven again for those that make it. You know, he says he don't he says in, in Matthew twenty four twenty five when he comes, he says he's gonna put the sheep on his right hand but the goat on his left hand. So now which one are you going to be? Now on the right hand, you're going to be a sheep on the right hand. And the goat's going to be on the left hand. <laughs> but let's see what's going to happen to the ones on the left hand. Now we're going back, Mother E. Let's find out what's going to happen to the ones on the, the left hand, the goat. According to 25 verse 30. 
and 46. What's going to happen to the ones on the left hand, according to the Bible? Matthew 25, verse 30 and 46. What's going to happen to them, mother? Matthew 25, verse 30 and 46. And cast ye the unprofitable servant unto out of darkness. There shall be weeping and banishing of teeth. 36. Lake. 46. 46. 46. Okay, 46. And these shall, and these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. Well, now you see that, mother? He said the one on the right hand is going to go off into, the right hand will go off into every life eternal. The one on the left hand is going to be punished, and they're going to be weeping in national teeth, and you're going to forever damnation. You mean that pastor? I don't get the kitchen. You mean that is it what you going into? Everlasting punishment, is it worth it? Do you love that person that much, knowing that he is teaching you wrong, your wrong day? Do you know the man gonna come and you on the wrong side, the left side? of the covenant, you're going to everlasting punishment. According to 46, now he's telling you when he comes. He's telling his disciples, not come. All the ones that are probable, according to verse 30, I'm going to cast them to out of dark, where shall be weeping and gnashing the teeth. And, and 46 said, I'm going to punish them there. I'm going to whoop up. I'm going to have uh, some angels whooping you there forever. Whooping you. You mean you, you don't want to take a look at this again? Do they tell you? You're not leaving here. And if you're on the left hand, you're going into everlasting. Now, we read that. Now, mother. But Paul had to go dress the northern kingdom. That was scattered. And what he says in Second Corinthians 10, verse 4. Let's see what Paul said. What Paul said in 10, verse 4. Second Corinthians 10, verse 4. The book of Second Corinthians, chapter 10, verse 4. Second Corinthians, chapter 10, verse 4. Second Corinthians, chapter 10. Verse 4 reads, For the weapons of our welfare are not common, but mighty through Yahweh to, to the pulling down of stronghold. He said, For the weapons of our welfare, warfare, is not common. And we got to pull down strong. 
hold, pull down all type of strongholds. You know what stronghold is? His name is Jesus, Lord our Christ. That's a stronghold. Sunday is the day you worship him. That's a stronghold. We, that's a strong. I mean, that, that is on our mother, Kimball. And we got to pull down the stronghold. Sunday is the day of worship. That's a stronghold. Lord God and Jesus, strongholds. Teaching Easter Sunday and Lent, strongholds. Eating hog, eating hog on January the 1st, strongholds. I mean, it's a big job. That's why I say, you know, and, and, and that's why he says, hey, Mother Z, you back yet, Mother Z? Hallelujah, Father. What, what it says in Psalm 94, 16. Hey, Moses, you have to see out. What do it say in 94, verse 16? Psalm 94, 16. Psalm chapter 94, verse 16. Psalm, mm, Psalm chapter 94, verse 16. Just a minute. Psalms, Psalms chapter 94, verse 16. Psalms 94, 16. Psalms chapter 94, verse 16. Psalms chapter 94, verse 16. Verse 16 reads, Who will raise up? Who will raise up for me again the... <laughs> Against uh, any evildoers, or uh, who will stand up for me against the uh, work of iniquity? He said, "Who will do it? Who is who's gonna stand up against the evildoer? He said, who gonna for me?' That was he told the angel telling. He said, "Who gonna who gonna rise up?" Against the the wicked, the evil doer. He's who gonna do it? Doubt he, doubt he, doubt he. The angel telling who gonna who gonna step up to the plate? Brothers and your cousin, your niece down and say, listen, we've been duped. We've been offered to Christianity, Islam, and Judaism, and it's totally wrong. It's wrong. He's who gonna stand up and tell somebody that that's wrong? That's bad teaching. That's going to get you thrown in the bottom of the lake of fire. You might, I might be your niece, your nephew, your uncle, whatever, brother, whatever. Listen, he said, who's going to rise up and say something against the evildoers? The evildoers is telling you his name is Lord God and Jesus. That's wrong. The evildoers is telling you that you can come as you are. That's wrong. See? That's wrong. The evil doers tell you keep Christmas, Easter, Thanksgiving, eat all the hogs and get your mouth on. That's wrong. He said, who's going to do it? Let's precept that, Mother Z. Let's precept that. And Jeremiah 30, verse 4 and 19. Let's precept that. 
Now, listen, he asked the question, who's going who to do it? Because he's he, he letting you know, I'm going to get the ones on the left hand that don't have my covenant. I'm going to burn them in the back. Now, listen what he says here that we can read in Jeremiah 30, verse 4 and 19. What it says, Jeremiah 30, verse 4 and 19, Mother Z. Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 4 and 19. Jeremiah Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 4 and 19. Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 4 and 19. Verse 4 reads, "And, and and these are the words that the Yahweh spoke concerning Israel and concerning Yahdai Judah. Verse 19. Verse 19. And, and I, uh, them shall proceed thanksgiving and the voice of, the, of them that make merit, marriage, merry and I will multiply them, and they shall not be few. I I will also glorify them, and they shall not be small. Uh huh. And, and what happens next in verse twenty? Verse twenty. The children. The children also shall be as African, African, I don't know. A four time. 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 And the congregation shall be established before me. And I will punish all the uh, the oppressors. All, all that oppress them. He said, now, he said, I'm going to establish these people again. And all that have oppressed them, I'm going to punish them. Those that have oppressed Judah, Benjamin, Levite, and Simeon. He said, I got them written down. I'm going to wake them up, and I'm going to punish them. And the first one I'm going to get it is Pope Nicholas V. Pope Nicholas V is the one that authorized the slave trade in 1441. The Roman Catholic Pope. He's the one that put in writing an executive order called a paper bull. His famous paper bulls is those that don't want to be a Christian, put them off in perpetual slavery, and take everything they got. That's how you became a Christian. Do we say in verse 21, mother? What do you say in 21? Verse 21. Verse 21. Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 21. Verse 21. And and the nobles shall be of uh, themselves, and 
the governor's governor shall proceed from the midst of them, and I will curse, cause him to draw near, and he shall appear unto me. He shall approach, he and he shall approach unto me. Well, well, who is this that engaged his mind to uh, approach unto me? Said the Yahweh. Ah, uh, good. And what happened? What happened in twenty-two? Most so he says. You say in twenty-one. The noble shall be of themselves. He said, all your big dignitaries. He said, when I return to captivity of Judah and Israel, southern northern kingdom, all your big boss men going to look like you. They're not going to be looking like no rainbow. They're not going to be looking like somebody else. They're going to look just like you. When you look in the mirror, that's how your noble's going to look like. It'll look just like you. So y'all clear about that. So when we come, when he, when he take care of his business, all the ones gonna look just like you. So you don't like the way you look? You don't run around put on blonde wigs and all that? Now that ain't happening. Red wigs on and stuff like that? And put on them long eyebrows? That ain't gonna work. They're gonna look just like you. All your big dignitaries will look just like you. Tell them, Jeremiah. And what he said in verse 22, Moses. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 22, verse 22. And ye shall be my people, and I will be your Yahweh. Oh, yeah. He said, when I take care of this business, now what, now what other business is he going to take care of, mother? In the next verse. Let's find next what you're going to do in verse 23. Verse 23. Behold, the whirlwind of the Yahweh go forth with fury, a continued whirlwind, whirlwind is it shall fall with pain upon the head of the wicked. Well, hey, Moses, you, you want to take a shot at that verse? You want to take a shot at that, what you just got to read in verse 23? You take a shot at that? And then, behold, God will go. It's in, behold, the whirlwinds of the Yagwa go forth with fury. And um, he continue, and they fall up on the heads. Wait a minute. It shall fall. It said, and it shall fall with pain upon the heads of the wicked. Yeah. What what, what, what are you saying there? Um, he's saying what? that. Uh-huh. He's saying that. Uh, well, <laughs> he's saying the wicked, the whirlwind going to fall upon the wicked, and they're going to be in pain. Oh, yeah? 
they gonna be in pain, huh? Mm-hmm. I, I, I wonder. I wonder who these wicked is, uh, Mother. Mother. Hey, Mother. Who these wicked is in Malachi chapter one, verse three and four? They say when he come back, he said he's gonna come with a continuous like a whirlwind, and it should fall, and it should fall with pain upon the head of the wicked. Who is this wicked that, that he going to come back and whoop? According to the Bible in Malachi 1, 3, and 4, who is he going to whoop, mother? According to Malachi chapter 1, verse 3 and 4, who is he going to whoop when he the comes back? Mel- the book of Malachi chapter 1, 3 and 4. Malachi chapter 1, verses 3 and verse 4. Malachi chapter 1, verse 3. And I hated Esau and laid his mountain and his heritage waste for the dragon of the wilderness. Verse 4. Prince Edom, Esau, and his five sons said, We are in power, but we will return and build this devilish place. Thus said the Yahweh of hosts, they shall build, but I will throw down, and they shall call them the border of weakness, and the people against whom the Yahweh had indignation forever. So, who is this people that he's going to whoop? When he come back, mother? Who is he going to shall? She'll fall, it shall fall with pain upon the head of the wicked. Who are the people that he's going to come back and whoop first? According to Malachi 1, 3, and 4. Who are you going to come back and whoop first? Oh. Malachi, I mean, <laughs> excuse me. Oh, Esau, Esau, and he, I'll Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and, and what did he call the what did he call Esau and his five sons? Translate the day as the white man and the white woman. What did he call him in verse four? He called him the wicked. According to verse four, what he called? What he called according to verse four? The borders are the borders of the wickedness. The people against whom the Yahweh had indignation forever. So who who the Yahweh got indignation but forever and he gonna bust them in the head and and the people, he'll beat the whole people of this race. Who are these people he gonna beat up when he come back? He saw it and he praying. Uh-huh. Okay. Well we leave we leave it we leave it like it is. We leave it like it is. But um your line once the young line get ready, we're gonna get out the way. But uh we'll leave that like it is. But 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 what but what what else are you gonna do 
mother, hey, mother, mother Eve, whatever you're going to do in Jeremiah 24, verse 6 and 7, whatever you're going to do. Now, that's what I'm saying. You know, I'll, you know, we just put people just, just don't believe this Bible. What else are you going to do according to Jeremiah 24, verse 6 and 7? Look at Jeremiah chapter 24. Yeah, verse verse six and seven. What, what else are you going to do, Mother? Jeremiah chapter 24, verse 6. For well, I will set my eyes upon them for good, and I will bring them again to this land, and I will build them and not pull them down, and I will plant them and not pluck them up. Verse 7. And I will give them and mine to know me, that I am Yahweh, and they shall be my people, and I will be their Yahweh, but they shall run unto me with their whole mind. Oh, so you see, so you, so you let you know, the future is, it's going to be some of Judah, Benjamin, and Levi, and Simeon going to return. It might be some on the international line, I don't know. He said, now, if you, if you come back to me with your whole mind, I'm going to help you out. I'm, I'm going to be with you. But as long as you doing what you're doing now, half stepping on my Sabbath day, feast day, not wearing no fringes, not doing no just say Yahweh, still doing spiritual fornication, keeping Sunday, Lord God and Jesus, eating all. He said, Your time going run out. Your time going run out. That's a stronghold. See, we got to be trying to catch down these strongholds you got. All that you got, you got to take it and do like you do back in the South on bad water in the tub and look, and it looks pale. You get through the, the pale water. Throw it out. That's what you want to do. <laughs> because Yahweh is telling you who you really are. I tell you what, mother, we're gonna we're gonna spring and we're gonna we're gonna swing inside the camp. And we're gonna see if we get our sister Sarah to help out because we know we're gonna push y'all pretty good. Sister Sarah said, "Look, let me hold that microphone a little bit. I won't talk to myself now." All right. Sarah in second
Look what it says, Sister Sarah, in Matthew 24, verse 12 through 14. Let me show you something so y'all can understand this thing. That's why we come humble. We put up with a lot of stuff on the radio because we know we're an ambassador. If we don't talk, you're not going to get the truth. You still thinking you're going up. You're going to be raptured away, going up, up, and away in the kingdom coming here. You still think his name is the Lord God and Jesus and doing Sunday. So long. That would be thrown in the bottom of the liquor fire. Matthew 24, 12 through 14, verse 7. Matthew chapter 24, verse 12 through 14, is lovely. And because sin shall abound, the love of many shall wax close. Verse 18. A need that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Verse 14. And this gospel of the demon shall be talked talk in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. So we got to teach what you hear now, and we ain't got to, listen, 900,000 on the outside ain't nothing. We got to get to every country where the children of Israel are scattered at. And let them hear the truth of this covenant. That was gospel mean the covenant. This got to be taught for the end to come. So we got a big job. So we wait on those going to step up to the plate. They understand this thing. We got to get to every country that the children of Israel is and show them the Bible to let them know that, listen, you are the ambassador. If you don't teach this, it will not be taught. You are the ambassador of your flock. You are the leader. It's up to you to come and do your job. And what you got coming, Sister uh, Sarah? We're going 31 verse 6 of Jeremiah. Now listen to this. Listen to this. 31 verse 6. Jeremiah, chapter 31, verse 6. Verse 6, 3. For this shall be a day. And the watchman upon the mount east shall cry, Arise you, and let us go up to Yahweh, until the Yahweh our Yahweh. So you're saying one day the northern kingdom, right now they're all up in the Christianity, Islam, Judaism, they all over the place, they Roman Catholic Church, 95% of them. But one day they're going to come and say, Wait a minute, we got to go find Judah, the Negro tribe. That's the lead tribe. Let's get over there with Judah and, and get the truth before we get burnt in the fire. So, so we're trying to wait on those that will step to the plate. The northern kingdom come looking for you. That's what Jeremiah 33, verse 7 says. 33, verse 7. Jeremiah, chapter 33, verse 7. Verse 7 reads, And I will call the captivity of Yahweh and the captivity of God, I do to return. He will build them as as the past. As the first. Uh, so I'm gonna build them again once they once they get away from what they own now. Once you wake up and come out of that paganism, the Roman Catholic Church, the Latter Day Saints, uh, the WCC World Council of Churches, Sunday, Lord God and Jesus going. Up, up, and away. We come up out of that stuff. Then I'm going to work with you. 
I ain't working with you now. You got both of those two of life fixing on account. It's telling you, Judah, Judah, Israel, southern and northern kingdom, scatter all the world. Come out of the paganism. Let's go to um, let's go to Amos chapter nine, verse eleven. We give it a turn with your young lion shortly. We'll see once I get a hallelujah wildness. So listen, that's why it's so important to understand one thing. You got to. I don't care if your brother, if your brother up into Christianity, Lord God and Jesus, listen. You got you got to at least bring it to the table with the, with the right spirit. Let them know, my brother, that Roman Catholic stuff is going to get you thrown in the bottom of the lake of fire. Give it a gut. And that purple and red outfit that y'all be wearing, that comes from Satan the devil. See? I know, I know, I know it's going to be the moving the furniture behind Brian. You tell your brother that, or your, or your sister that, or your mama that. It's going to be some, but hey, you got to have a proof, but you got to have a, you got to have a record. You got to have a book. I'll let them read it. You got to read what Pope Nicholas V did in 1441. He said, that's reason for you start talking smack. Let's reason together. Go ahead. Get in there. 
You know what to do? We go, yeah, you'll see things happening. It's going to happen in the way it goes sooner or later. So y'all go ahead and hit it. Hit that PayPal. Go ahead and hit PayPal and see what it's saying. And hit it hard as you can. What for, for what reason? Land, school, banquet hall, and a radio station. That's what we got to do. Go ahead. Which are called by my name. And a one called by his name. Yeah. I would do it one. Which one is called by his name? Uh, hey, Mother E, let's precept and see who called by his name. Second Chronicles 7, 14, down to 16. See, just find your precept of your Bible. Let me see. Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles, chapter 7, 14, down to verse 16. Then, uh, then I, want, I want to run down to a young line. I want you kind of grab me. And I'm, I'm gonna run down to some very serious business got to be taken care of in Nehemiah chapter eight verse one, and we're gonna read all it out and we're gonna take care of some business because this thing got to be done. You got to step to the place that you're gonna count. Tomorrow night this time, it got to be some teaching going on. Listen to what the young man gonna read in Nehemiah chapter eight verse one. Hey Moses, tell me Isaiah one twenty six. Second Chronicles chapter seven, verses fourteen to sixteen. Verse fourteen. If my people, which are called by my name, shall honor themselves and pray and seek my faith and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. And we'll forgive their sin, and we'll heal their land. Fifteen. Now my eyes shall be open, and my ears attended unto the prayer that is made in this place. Sixteen. For now have I chosen and sanctified this family that they made. That that my name may be there forever, and my eyes and my mind shall be there perpetual. Shall be there perpetual. People is called by my name. The one called by his name is twelve tribes of Israel. That's what right. he's talking to. If you humble yourself, if you put that. Paganism down and do the right thing according to the Bible. He said you're going to step in your life. But you don't hear Now, Now, this is where your star started in Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 1. Here goes your star. Come on, young lion. I'm going to read down there and I'm going to pass over to you. Nehemiah. Get in the microphone make a lot of audio. Nehemiah. Listen. Now, y'all got to understand this thing. Like all these six anointed camps. You got to be about what we get ready to read right now. Where's that? 8 verse 1. 1, 2, put it in mind, chapter 8. We're picking up at verse number 1. Put it in mind, chapter 8, verse number 1, read. And all the people gathered and came together as one man into the street that was before the water gate. And they spake unto Azra the deer, who 
Read the book of the law of Moses, which the Yahweh had commanded to Israel. Verse 2. Verse 2. Israel is still following the law before the congregation, both of men and women. And all that could hear would understand upon the first day of the seventh month. So the first thing you do on the first day of the seventh month is do what, according to verse 2? Bring the law. Bring the law. And about what time you're going to be eating, drinking, the first thing you do is bring the law. Get the law on the table. The reason why you're here, that's the first thing you do tomorrow evening about this time. Go ahead. Three. Verse three. And he read therein before the street. That was before the water gate. From the morning until midday. Uh-huh. Before the men and the women. Yeah. And they that could understand. And the ears of all the people were attentive to the book of the law. Oh, so they were attentive to what? The book of the law. Now they were attentive to how much they going to eat and drink? All six anointed camps, you got to first teach the law. Bring out the book of the law on the seventh day. Tomorrow evening, you got to bring out the law of what the day is all about first. Four. You got to know about the law. 
in the Bible, you eat them up and drag them up until you understand the word. No, no. And the people stood in their place. Go ahead and read verse 8. Verse 8. So they read in the book, in the law. What kind of way? Of Yahweh distinctly. Oh, so the ones that read in the law and sitting on the couch, they read distinctly. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah. And gave the sin. And gave the sin. And caused them to understand the reason. And he caused them to understand what the seven months. Third day is all about. Go ahead and read. Verse 9. What? In Nehemiah, which is the Tesserite. Yes. And Ezra the Seer. Yes. And the Levite. Go ahead. And talk to people. What they do? Talk to people. Talk to people. You got to teach the people. Go ahead and read. Stand to all the people. What do you say? This day is righteousness to the wise. This day, the seventh month, the first day is a high day. This is righteous to Yahweh. This is the day he's going to bust all the heads. Mm-hmm. This is the day he's going to take you back to the woods and purge out the rebel. Mm-hmm. This is the day, uh, Sister Sarah, he's going to do what? Um, in 21, uh, 1821, what are you going to do? Oh, really? Sister Sarah, what are you going to do in 1821? What are you going to do? Listen, listen to it, what are you going to do? Chapter 18, verse 21. What? Revelation, chapter 18, verse 21. Verse 21 reads, And a mighty angel, The mighty angel, Took up a stone, Took up a stone, Like a great meal stone, Yeah, And cast into the sea. And cast into the sea. What? Just violence. With, with what? Just violence. With violence. Till that great city. That great city. Babylon. Babylon. Down. Down. And shall be found no more at all. And ain't going to be found no more. And great Babylon ain't going to be found no more with violence. He's he going to throw down the United States of America with violence. And it ain't going to be found no more. You know what I'm saying? That's going to happen on seven days, seven months. The more of doing the seven trumpets. The United States of America going down with violence. You understand that? And uh, say, how much time do we need for all this? No, I, I need to find out one thing. I, I need a little more audio watching now. What if what 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 else you gonna do in verse 16, 18, 16? Book of Revelation, chapter 18. 16, read 16. Verse 16 reads, And seeing the last of last, that great sea, that was clothed in fine linen. Fine linen. And purple. They have dead on purple. And fine. And scarlet. And decked with gold. Uh-huh. And precious stones and pearls. Now you see that? So you see it. You see now that's now you now you're getting the Pope. You getting the Pope. All the ones got them red colors on and that purple and got all that. Deck with gold in that cup. Guess what? This is when he's going to whoop them. Hey, WCC, Latter-day Saints, Roman Catholic Church out of New York. This is what he's going to do to those that are wearing the purple garments and the red garments. He's going to do what? What, what are you going to do in verse 17 to them? Verse 17. For in one hour, so great riches were come to naught, and every shipmaster, 
in all the company and and faith. And and as many as trained by feet stood afar off. Uh, verse nineteen. Verse nineteen. And they cast dust on their heads and cried, weeping and well, and saying, Alas, alas, that great city, wherein were made rich all that had just in the sea by reason of her costliness. For in one hour is he made them. How much time do you need to throw down the great Babylon? One hour. One hour. Verse number 10. Verse number 10. Can't read. But standing afar off for the fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, the great city Babylon, the mighty city, for in one hour is thy judgment home. How much time y'all want me to take that Babylon? One hour. America going down in one hour when he starts getting on it. Read verse 4 and 5. Verse 4 and verse 5 read. Verse 4. And I heard another voice from heaven saying,
they shall be called the city of righteousness, the faithful city. So you see what he's going to do? So that would have just so when they read the law, then you're going to return back to as days of old? A lot of that happened. Say, so you mean the punishment going to come? Yes. When you come back and keep this law, Yahweh got something big for you. They saw a crime that happened, that we coming back home the right way. Come back down the line. Right, we're coming back to the book of the Almighty. We're chapter 8. We're going to pick it up at verse number 10 now. Verse 10, read it. Then he said unto them, Now, after you heard the law, everybody got the crime, everybody feel good, got the law. With all that out the way, all that good, now you understand. So every teacher got to make sure you got something on the table about why you here. Now, after all of that, the way in verse 10. Verse 10. And he said unto them, What? Go your way. Now go your way. Eat some fat. Now eat some fat. And drink the sweet. It's, it's, the barbecue grill out there, everything will be set up. We're going to be my barbecue and do everything tomorrow. Okay, but after you heard the word of Yahweh, you got to hear the word of Yahweh first. And you got to understand what this day is all about. We're going to eat them up, drink them up, and talk a lot of snack tomorrow. No doubt about it. But the same token, everybody that teach and everybody that's a teacher got to teach something about the law or why we here tomorrow. Tomorrow evening, read them up. It's important to them. And then you, you can, you know, wrap up, don't take it back to your, whoever you want. For home, nothing is prepared. They're going to sit on the sideline and peace. <laughs> For this day is righteous unto our Yahweh. The seventh month, the first day, is righteous to Yahweh. This is when he's going to collect and sell everything. Everything will be selling one out. Go ahead and read. Neither be you sorry. And don't be sorry tomorrow. For the joy of Yahweh is your strength. Go ahead, read. The joy of Yahweh is your strength. Go ahead. So the Levite feels all the people. Yeah. Saying, hold your peace. He's holding your peace. For the day is right. Go ahead. Neither be you grieved. Don't be grieved. And, and when you get to busting everybody's head all around the world, don't get grieved. Just watch it and, and enjoy the whooping in Psalm 91. We ain't going to read. First word. Right. And all the people went their way to eat. They went way to eat. And to drink. Drink. And to take portions. Yeah. And to make great mirth. Yeah. Because they had understood the words that were declared unto them. You see the man saying, you got to first let the people understand the words. You got to understand what this Bible is talking about. The seventh month going to be a groom day, but going to be a great day for you. This day going to collect. All the nations going down. He's going to kick the teeth out of Esau and Esau. Translate the day as the white man and the white woman. He's going to get them that don't fall on their knees right now for you. My last verse. Go ahead. Verse 13. It's on the second day. That's okay. Forget it. Ain't going to be no second day. I'll forget that one day. Shut up. 
And on that note, we're going to bring the young line in, brother Makai Israel, up and coming teacher, and he's going to take it all the way in. Remember my game? Listen, it's up to you. It's up to you. Don't let Yahweh take away the eyes of your eyes with a stroke. You better get this word and and don't let nobody interfere with you not keeping his word. He can remove the desires of your eyes with a stroke. Don't worry about hurting nobody's feelings. You, Yaquah. You on the clock. Young line. Yaquah, be with you. Yaquah, make it that says, bread, see, road. All right, young line. Your show. Take it. Yahweh bless the mother, mother, ye mother, be. Yahweh will be with you. Doesn't look good. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Top part of the Sabbath day, look at a few of them in. You know, that's different saying we got to get ready to put it, uh, he said, let's get ready to come up and. As we read in Nehemiah, we got to make sure we're ready to teach something to the law and what this feast day is all about. So we got to get ready to pray on this uh, feast day. So we'll kick it off at the bottom part of the Sabbath day, touch us more on that. But right now, we're at the top part. So let's get some Luke 57. We'll get us some Luke chapter 12, verse 12 going on and uh, see how what we can add on to what the field was put on the table right now. Another few things I got to deal with. I got some of these other Israelites, they are things that we don't went over with in the class, but, you know, we don't get time to deal with that. Right now, you know, we got the feast day coming on. Now, we might touch on some of that tomorrow. Who knows? But uh, right now, it's just a Israel. Let's get to Luke chapter 12, verse 12, and we're going to keep the ball game rolling. Going to the book of Luke, chapter 12, verse 12, read. For the righteous spirit. The in the same hour with and we believe that at B-O-T-T-Y, that's our mark. We're going to move out there to Luke 12, 12. And, um, all right, since um, see I bought something out about this book, let's find out what y'all have to say about this book. Uh, uh, as we was reading the book of Nehemiah, chapter 8, verse number 5. And, you know, all the people, they stood up and the book was open. They was reading, called the people to understand and read. And they heard some good old thugs, young boy, and they got uh, 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 they, they you know, young, young they PCs, got all the emotional, you know, and started uh, uh, praying from young boy about the goodness that's going to come to us in the future. But uh, what young boy had to say, Mother, Mother, uh, uh, Mother Jesus? Let me say it in the book of uh, Revelation chapter 1. Revelation chapter 1. Yeah, verse number three. Thank you, ma'am. Revelation. Revelation chapter one, verse three. 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 Verse three. Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of the this seal this prophet this prophet and keep them and keep those things which are written therein for for the time is at hand. Uh, 
So the time is at hand, and we got to know that right now we got to make sure we get our blessings. The children of Israel and their mind, they, 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 they would make sure they got their blessings. They were getting that word from that book, and they were getting that blessing. They were able to read the book. It's a blessing to be able to read this book. There's a point in time we we can even read. Now we got to understand that you bless when you can read. You got to make sure you bless the children this way because you got to be able to read your blessing. You got to know how to get your blessing. So let's see what he had to say. Let's pick up that uh, mother, mother Eve. Let's get Isaiah. Let's get Isaiah on here. Let's get Isaiah 34. Pick up that verse number uh, 16. Isaiah chapter 34, verse 16. Sister Sarah, you're going to have me Revelation chapter 22 and give me verse number 7. Okay, Isaiah chapter 34, verse 16. Mm-hmm. Isaiah. Okay. Isaiah chapter 34, verse 16. Mm-hmm. Isaiah 34, 16. Seek see you out of the book of the Yahweh and read. Right. And read. No one. No one of these shall fall, none shall want for her mate, for my mouth it has commanded, and his spirit it has gathered them. I say this still, I laid, laid the lick down, he has let us know that you got to keep you out of the book of the Yahweh. And read. So you gotta make sure when you read, you gotta make sure that you read the book of Yahweh to get the blessing too. See, that's where we get our blessing at. That's what the truth is. But it's something they still going to sign the feast day was coming up because how you gonna know about the feast day unless you be able to read it inside in the book of Yahweh? What do you have to say, Sister Sarah Israel? We're going to Revelation 22. Give me verse number uh, seven and ten. Going to the book of Revelation chapter 22. Please. Leviticus chapter 23, 
verse 1. Verse 1 reads, And the Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, verse 2, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, Concerning the feast of Yahweh, which ye shall proclaim to be righteous gathering, even these are my feasts. Verse 3. Six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest, and righteous uh, gathering. Ye shall do no work that means it is the Sabbath of the Yahweh in all your dwellings. Verses 23. And the Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, Verse 24, speak unto the children of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, in the first day of the month, that ye have a Sabbath, a memorial of blowing of the trumpet, and righteous gathering. Verse 25, ye shall do no survival work therein, but ye shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Yahweh. So we know that this was uh, the feast that we ready to come up. It's called the Feast of the Memorial of Blowing the Trumpet. Now, how else would we be able to know that unless we be able to read our blessing? So now he said you got to teach Yahweh out of the book. <laughs> Israel. 
moon. Write it down, mother. Make sure you be clear what it means. We see the word moon. Here go down first. Samuel 20, verse 27. What do it mean? All right. We are in the book of First Samuel, chapter 20. I'll tell you what, read 18 just to show you how they throw a loop in, then read verse 27.
which mm-hmm. is Yadda Judah. Mm-hmm. Verse 3, Wherefore all the men of Israel assembled themselves unto the king in the feast which was in the seventh month. Verse that's, that's, that's what we need. Stop right, stop right there, Mother. That's, that's, that's what we need. So here we are. We see that our fathers were following the order of things, and they're getting things out prepared for their feast that's coming up in the seventh month. Right now we're in the seventh month. You get things prepared as you're ready to come up for the feast for the seventh month. First feast of the seventh month will be even more going to the trumpet. We're going to teach the law first. Bless the name of Yahweh. We're going to teach the law first. Then we worry about it. Uh, then we do some eating up. We do some drinking. We do some music playing. But right now the most important thing is to call the people understand the book of this feast day coming up. Hallelujah. Uh, we're going to bring that book hard now. Some of a lot of uh, uh, pen and pad. And, and take some good old notes for the national audience. Be ready. And get ready to enjoy that long. Uh, what's your closing statement, Mother? Uh, I'm, I'm going to read in uh, Ezekiel. Um, Ezekiel chapter 3. I'm going to read um, some of it. I'm not going to try to read it all. Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 1. Verse 1. Moreover, he said unto me, son of man, eat that thou findest, eat, eat this stroll, and go speak unto the family of Israel. Verse 2. So I opened my mouth, and he calls me to eat the, that stroll. Verse 3. And he said unto me, Son of man, cause thy belly to eat and fill thy bowels with this stroll that I give you. Then did I eat it, and it was in my mouth as as honey of sweetness. sweetness. Verse 4, and I'm going to stop right here. And he said unto me, son of man, go get you unto the family of Israel and speak with my words unto them. Hallelujah. 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 All right, Mother Mother uh, Eve, let me get that Second Chronicles chapter 5, verse 12 down to 14. And, and remember, remember all feast days, again, remember all feast days, the broadcast come on the network at 730. That's right. All feast days, remember, all feast days, those on the international side, all feast days, every broadcast come on at 7, 730 tomorrow. So remember. We will not be on tomorrow at 2 to 5. We'll be on from 7.30 to 10.30. That's tomorrow. Feast day starts at 7.30. Every feast day on the broadcasting network starts at 7.30, not 2 o'clock. We'll be on Power Talk. But we'll be on Power Talk at 2 o'clock. But we'll be on this broadcast right here tomorrow at 7.30 to 10.30. All right, got it? Good. All feast days, 7.30 to 10.30. That's right. That's your young line. 
when the Yahweh made a covenant with the children of Israel, mm-hmm. when they came out of Egypt. So they brought that ark in, you know, they want the same that people wanted to make sure they had with them before they got to doing the same in the trade. Mm-hmm. They wanted to make sure they had that law in order. Yeah. They had to make sure they pulled that law on out because that book had to be spoken, that book had to be read. And so they just got done finishing it up. And, it, and it's a good thing because they happened on the seventh on the seventh month. And then the trumpeteers, they came down and got to do the thing, but all the people was on one accord. Now, let's go pick up something. It's something I want to read in chapter 10. Because we, we, these, these trumpets mean something. And we're going to chapter 10 in chapter 2, verse 27, down to verse 28. This is Sarah. Chapter 10, chapter 2, verse 27, down to verse 28. Going to the book of 7, chapter 2, verse 27. Verse 1 of 8, Yahweh spoke unto Moses, saying, mm-hmm. 
verse 2. Make these two trumpets of silver and whole pieces thou in whole peace shall thou make them, mm-hmm. that thou mayest use them for the calling of the assembly and for the journeying of the camp. Mm-hmm. And what they making? Mm-hmm. They making two trumpets. I mean, choosing Israel, we gotta have a two trumpets. Mm-hmm. Make sure we call and blow uh, uh, for the calling of assembly and for the journey. Mm-hmm. Verse number three. Continue to read. Thirty-three. Shall blow, huh? Judah on the front line. Here I come. Yeah. 
We ain't wasting no time. We always ready to go on the front line. The Mexicans just uh, with the dishes tied up. They want to use those. They want to call themselves pro Mexicans. They just had a pagan, call it what it is, a pagan, what is it, a uh, 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 parade about them being free. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing about it is, got to keep something in mind that um, they didn't do that. Y'all not do the win first and happening and fought for their freedom. See, that's the order thing. They was running around there with a signal of a Mexican flag with a with a, 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 a green, white, and whatever that color is, red, right? And if they flag, they flag color, they waving around. Mm-hmm. That was they signal the day that they proud. They should have put a duck on the front of them. But if they really should have been running around with Judah flag as a signal on that flag. Because mm-hmm. we the ones that set them free. They ain't do that themselves. Right. They stood up and fought for them for his to come up out of that thing. All the tribes. All, all, all the Levites. All the Levites. Every tribe do the with first. First. That's why we got the independence out in Hades. How you got the independence? That's right. First number nine, sister. Read that number, chapter two, verse number nine. What do you say? Verse nine. Mm-hmm. All that were numbered in the camp of Yadah Judah. All that was numbered. Now we're talking about Judah. Pay attention to this. Were a hundred thousand and forty-four thousand and six thousand and four hundred. You know, you know, Judah, Judah, you can have some babies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nobody can have number up and you come down popping out. That. Throughout their army. Throughout, throughout their what? Army. What do their armies do? They shall first set forth. 